0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Strong Her podcast. Today's episode is going to be about skin allergies and building self-confidence. Um, it's me and my mom, so Kirsten and Sherry. Hello. We are super excited. This is the third episode. We did not upload last week. Um, we were in California, and it was honestly just it, too much of a shit show to try to record down there. So we're going to try to keep this uh, episode under 30 minutes and then give you guys some tips to build self-confidence, talk about our own personal experience with skin, allergies, psoriasis, eczema, all of that stuff, so that if you guys are going through that, hopefully we can give you guys some pointers and things to work on um, just to make you guys feel more comfortable in your own skin. So I'm going to let my mom take it away and then I'll dive in in between. Sure. Thanks,
1: honey. Anytime. (laughs) So um, we thought, especially being in California with the warm weather and the sun and the sunscreen and you know skin and taking care of ourselves that we thought this would be a really awesome time to talk about our own um, issues that we've had over the years with our skin I know for myself my skin's been pretty good I, I generally use um, a really good um, sunscreen make sure it's natural product and it's very protective but something changed as I got a bit older and I ended up getting dyshydrotic eczema so for those of you that are not familiar with it it basically is um, this eczema causes small blisters on the palm of your hands on the side of your fingers can even go into the uh, your feet area and triggers could be like metal for example nickel or stress laundry detergent sometimes hairstylists will encounter it, Um, those that work in the healthcare industry and all the products that they deal with will sometimes trigger it. And I was trying to think, what the heck did I do? Did I change that I would end up getting this type of eczema? And I think when we're talking about empowering ourselves, one of the things I learned from my journey with this eczema and still going through it is that it basically took me couple years for me to say enough like this is enough I'm having one band-aid put on me after another and nothing is is, you're not finding the solution so it started in about uh, 2020 in January and I noticed I just had this small little skin eruption tiny little itchy patch on my hand in between my uh, pointer finger and thumb didn't think anything of it, you know. You do, you scratch it, whatever, and you move on. But then I noticed it kind of migrated on the top of my hands and moved to the other side of my hand, and I thought, okay, well, I better go to my doctor figure out what this is. So what he did is he's like, oh yeah, it looks like you just have an irritation. So he gave me Top quart, like 0.25% cream. Apply it when it's irritated. I'm like, okay, not thinking anything of it. It dried it out. It can also thin your skin, which uh, he told me, but I didn't really realize the extent of um, that type of topical steroid, what it could produce. So time went on, a couple of years, I kept using it. It wasn't getting any better. So he gave me an ointment instead of a cream, same percentage. Then I noticed on my middle finger on the side, I was going crazy scratching. Scratch, 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 scratch. couldn't stop. And I noticed that it was wet after I was scratching. And I thought, oh, I'm causing it to bleed. But there was no blood. It was just this fluid. Went back to my doctor and he's like, oh, I have this dyshidrotic uh, eczema. And he's looking at my hands. He said, oh, it hasn't spread. And I'm like, spread. He goes, oh, it could spread. Well, it did spread. And boy, did it ever spread. And I found out through my journey that the doctors... I have been dealing with have been more of a band-aid doctor than they were of what is causing it the the eczema is a symptom of something that's going on in my body and I couldn't figure out what it was so I was uh, trying you know different types of medicine I was taking allergy medicine which does help because I do have allergies to like snow mold a little bit of hay fever I would take cream that was a little bit stronger than just the top of um, top of court that I was given. Uh, So now I'm going on to my, you know, third type of uh, cream, I'm going and visiting dermatologists, they're saying, Okay, yeah, yours is really bad. So we're going to give you prednisone. And we're going to give you liderm. And we're going to give you a cintrin, which is like um, a derivative of um like an acne medicine that was really used a lot accutane so it's similar to but not the same and i was being given all of this stuff and i start saying whoa wait a minute i, I i'm not i'm not using prednisone. i was looking at the side effects for me and my eczema and there were like 45 possible side effects 22 additional ones that were serious and i thought for eczema I don't even have psoriasis I have eczema so a lot of the stuff that I was getting from my doctors and from my dermatologist were band-aids so they give me a cream it was the first band-aid as soon as that band-aid started to lift in the corner they'd slap on another band-aid and they were just layering band-aid upon band-aid upon band-aid and I finally went to my dermatologist and said I am not taking prednisone I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not putting my body through that I don't think I need to do it I said something is going on within my body that we need to find out so I'm not taking it I'm also not going to take your I see the trend either I don't want to take that I want to figure out what's going on so I had to go back to my doctor he just so happened to be on vacation at this time so there was a locum so I told her I want to go to an allergy clinic I want you to make sure you can get me into that. I also want to go to a clinic. There are two clinics here where we live that deal with menopause because I am in menopause and we know that you have no estrogen. Is this no estrogen in my body affecting me so much that it's messing up all my hormones? You would not believe the wait list to get in on those. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I have allergies to sulfa drugs so basically it's a drug that you would find or an additive that you'd find in antibiotics and i'm allergic to it and i know this because when i was given um, an antibiotic for something years ago about 12 years ago i got itchy my gums in my mouth got itchy my tongue was itchy um you know the skin on my hands was itchy and so that's how i knew i had a reaction to that drug it didn't get any worse than that but that's how i knew i had a reaction so I started thinking, if I'm allergic to sulfa drugs, could I be allergic to sulfites? So sulfites are in everything. They're in laundry detergent, they're in shampoos, they're in makeup, they're in creams, they're in food. Could I be allergic to that? So when we went to California, the place that we were staying at, um, they had a lot of sulfate-free hand washes, creams, they had all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do some research. I'm going to see, could this actually be what's triggering this whole episode with my hands? And so I was so aware, so cognizant of what I was taking, intaking in food and putting on my face. I was doing homework as... Jesus, the shampoo conditioner that I'm using, does it have sulfates? Nope, sulfate-free. Thank you, Pai Chow. Um, Aveda, nope, sulfate-free. You know, I thought, oh my gosh. And then I'm just looking down at my hands and my hands started to, I'm not gonna say clear up, but get better. So no longer was I having this crazy blisters but my hands were just starting to get really dry and flake off. All the dead skin was flaking off. And I, I went to myself and I and I said to my family, I said, why is it that I had to figure this out? Why is it that it was just put another cream on, put an ointment on, try this new cream that's just come out. Um, and it's for psoriasis, but give it a try on your hands anyways. Or take this um, oral steroid. or do Why? 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 Why is it easier to do that than to say, hey, you know, these creams aren't working, there's something else going on, let's dive into it. Why do I have to request blood work? Why do I have to say I want to see an allergist? Why do I have to say I want to get my name on for the menopause clinics? Why do I have to do it? But I'll tell you this much, after I was done, I feel so much more empowered right now because I said, stop. I'm not doing it. I said it to a physician. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking it. I'm not applying anymore. I think it's this. I'm going to start cutting those things out of my life, and I'm going to see how my hands go. And it's been what? Since I probably started. It's about my second week or so. Yeah, probably. And my hands have improved tenfold. They don't burn. I can actually bend my fingers at... Certain points I couldn't even bend my fingers because I had so much inflammation. Um, I don't have any pus-filled blisters. I have no bacteria. I know it's gross. I was was really sick too at one point in time because I was getting so much bacteria into my open sores on my hands because they would cut just by bending them or the skin being dry. And I am just sitting here thinking, we as women have to be able to say no to our doctors and we have to be that squeaky wheel. And that's basically what I was. I was that squeaky wheel. Kirsten and I were thinking, how could we use this in a podcast to sort of share with our listeners the importance of putting you first at all times? And I know Kirsten has a similar experience with her psoriasis. And so I'll let her... Chat away about it
0: Yeah um, Her hands Like Were definitely An issue I think the thing is We live in Canada So our healthcare Is not as good As in the US When You have insurance and you're paying more for private health care now roles are reversed if you live in the states you might complain about it because you have to pay for it if you don't have insurance all this other stuff so I think she had a good point where you do need to be your own advocate for things I think it's also just important to just remember that like at the end of the day these doctors are in it in Canada at least to make money and obviously they're doing what they Went into and hopefully enjoy, but like you see a lot of burnout, especially in our healthcare system, where doctors just don't really care to like put the effort in. So as much as it sucks, it's good you found out kind of what works for you. And you do need to be a major advocate for yourself when you're talking to healthcare professionals. Um, a lot of people even like when they're trying to lose weight will go to the doctor, and the doctor will say get on Ozempic. And like these people, it's a little bit of a different route, but like these people don't don't. don't even question it. And if you're on Ozempic, there's obviously like no judgment from me or my mom, but like that stuff is so bad for you. And these doctors are feeding it out like it's candy. And like the issue is there's so many studies that show that the weight lost 50% of it is muscle mass so like when people inevitably get like get off the drug gate because can you afford six seven hundred dollars a month for the rest of your life no probably not right yeah, when you get off that drug you're going to end up gaining weight you're going to have less muscle mass and more fat so like that might be another episode that we go into yeah. and talk about because I know your doctor recommended Ozempec to you and you're yeah. like yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah
1: it was a uh, metformin so it's oh uh, yeah so they it's so it's like, like a quote, gateway yeah it's a gateway to ozempic you take other drugs first and then but i think if you are taking ozempic specifically because your blood sugar level is too high and that is a risk for your overall well-being absolutely because you're going in with a whole different reason right yeah but we all know because so many celebrities have been taking and have actually said yeah I'm taking it because I need to lose ten pounds before I go to this Met Gala, or I need to lose five pounds because I'm going to my friend's wedding, or that's what Ozempic has been seen as more than what it was originally for for diabetes. For diabetes. So if that's why you're taking it, continue to take it one hundred percent. But I will give you an example um, Kirsten has lost now 35 pounds. Yeah. 35 pounds balloons, confetti. (laughs) Um, and I have a friend of mine who has also lost that amount on Ozempic, but it's taken her a year to do it. Now she granted she's older, but my point is this Kirsten has really been diligent about what she's been eating, what she's been putting in her body, how she's been training and strength training. So she's lost that in a very respectable, healthy amount of time. Whereas my friend has, it's taken longer for her to lose the same amount of weight. And I can only think if she maybe did it the other way, Mm -hmm. she might not be 35 pounds down, but she might be 20 pounds down like me and actually literally learning how to eat healthier.
0: Well, and her body would probably look different too. Like you guys have to remember that 35 pounds is technically like, 16 pounds of actual fat like her she's losing a lot of muscle mass too right so your body's obviously going to look different like my goal is maintaining maintaining as much muscle mass while cutting fat and like I feel like the issue is a lot of people don't want to put the work in as rude as that sounds like uh people just want the easy way out like people don't want to get up to go train people don't want to fit it in their schedule who who
1: doesn't want it right? I mean, why? The easy way out? I don't know. I don't want that. I No, I know you don't, but there's so many people in the world that would rather do that than exactly what you're saying. Uh, I get it. Yeah.
0: And that's fair. I mean, like once, once you have your perspective from a different lens, like if I was at the beginning and I was super heavy, had nothing to do with fitness, I probably would want that route too. But knowing how much fitness and fueling my body makes me feel, completely changes my opinion like I would never touch that I'm so happy you haven't done it my dad mm-hmm. hasn't done it you also just don't know long-term side effects mm-hmm. with it and like well, that shit's scary already, right? I know like
1: it's like stomach paralysis yeah. and it's just you know but again like we have to reiterate if you're using it yeah for there's the no judgment. of it you need to continue to do that all we're saying is is if you're using it for a weight loss avenue like it would be so much, it's harder at the beginning to really get into some type of health routine, going to the gym, going for a walk, taking your dog for it a sucks. walk, whatever. It sucks, but you learn so many healthier habits rather than just taking a, you know, a short way to get to your goal. Because once you're off of it, if you're still doing the same thing you did prior to being on it, You're not going to continue with that success when you're done. I'm still down 20 pounds. I haven't budged, like not budged. So Kirsten and I are like, do I need to up my calories? Do we need to do this? So we're going to play around Mm -hmm. to find out what still works with my body. But I am okay right now where I'm at. If it was with Kirsten and I was her age, maybe we'd be around the same weight. But I'm okay with it. And I've learned so much about my eating and my body and working with it right Mm -hmm. and strength training at my age is key
0: yeah that's super important and i think at the end of the day like you build discipline by doing what my mom's doing doing what i'm doing and like mental discipline is going to take you so far like the thing is i I don't know if you guys know who david goggins is and i actually thinking about it want to do an episode with my mom on mental discipline and stuff Mm -hmm. too but that is going to make you feel so confident like being in control of what you're eating and like in our past episode we talked about binge eating and stuff like that like if you deal with that it's harder to feel in control but if you can look at things from a different lens of focusing on building like mental discipline you guys will it will honestly change your life but like we're getting really off topic so I'm gonna go back to the fact that um I have psoriasis on my scalp and it's pretty bad like sometimes it's like terrible like i look like there's snow in my hair it's gross uh, <laughs> it's I'm gross done. for sure it, it, it sucks it sucks yeah. too because it's such like uh it, it can be it's like yeah. an insecurity of mine 100%. um and you know I have extensions, which probably aren't helpful with the situation, but it does make it a little tougher to really get down to the scalp and scrub it and stuff like that. But I found a few products that worked well for me. You did you tell them what's kind of worked for you on your hands, or you'll do that after?
1: Oh god, how many have I gone through? Okay, <laughs> I'll go. She'll, I'll she'll think after. about that while yes, I tell you guys. I know, but okay, I'll do
0: it after. <laughs> um, so I have three products that actually really helped. The stuff from Dermatologist are oily; they don't work with me. I don't like I'm not a fan at all in any way shape or form um so the first one I might butcher these names but it's a salicylic acid um wash oily scalp it's a Pre-treatment by The Inky List. I don't know, it's so weird. All of these are from Sephora. You basically put it in your hair, leave it for 10 minutes, scrub it. It's great. It kind of detoxifies the scalp. I work out a ton. My scalp gets oily. I don't wash it every day. That's kind of gross, but <laughs> I find that it helps a ton. Um, the second one was Scalp Revival by Brigio. I think that's how you say it. They have shampoo. They have a scalp treatment. All of their stuff is great. They have this um, micro like wash as well that's really awesome um and then the third one that i think's made the biggest difference is the scalp care dry scalp treatment um and that's by living proof and i put that on after i shower all over my head kind of on the scalp massage it in i've noticed that my flakes are not nearly as bad sometimes i can feel where the psoriasis patches are not the best Um, and that just means i need a really good scrub when i wash my head next but psoriasis sucks and i'm really thankful knock on wood it's not on any other part of my body um because one of my exes had it and i felt so bad for him it was really like it can be debilitating and when your skin is affected like i couldn't even imagine what you went through with your hands like that stuff sucks ass, but I think we'll, we'll, I'll just talk about the self-confidence aspect and then you can tell mm-hmm. them about the stuff you use. Sure. Um, self-confidence is very much a thing within you. So you, as silly as this is going to sound by just owning what you have and trying your hardest to be confident in what you're dealing with will take you so far like with my scalp yeah I got shit on my scalp it is what it is like if people see it if they're gonna judge you they're idiots like and I think that's what you kind of just need to hold if you have stuff on your if you have eczema on your arms or your legs or your face or your neck or whatever like that you just need to try your best to remember you're beautiful and like the physical stuff really does not matter and anyone who thinks it's gross or it matters or they're judging you just that just shows their true character and I think at the end of the day you just need to remember no one's opinion matters and there there are things that hopefully you can fix with time there's different things you can try but you need to just remember that it is totally up to you to practice looking in that mirror and being happy with what you see if you wake up and you're negative and you have negative self-talk self-talk you're never going to be happy and then that's going to go outwards you're going to go out in public and people are going to notice that you're not confident and then that might make you more self-conscious about what's going on and you might overthink things so my biggest thing as someone who's dealt with self-confidence issues for pretty much my whole life is just you just got to own what you have and just walk in that room like you're a bad bitch and like no one's going to judge you you can't think like that you can't worry about that and like Also, you probably will never see half the people you see in a room ever again. Like, you do something silly, you try something new, you look a certain way, you wear a different outfit, like, fuck it, they're gonna judge you, you probably never see them. So just live your life, don't worry too much about what people think, and just kind of focus on loving yourself um my mom can touch on the self-confidence thing and she can tell you the products she used and then um yeah that's gonna probably be a little bit of the episode because Mm -hmm. I do want to branch into that Ozempic and like that side of things probably for our fourth episode if that's Mm -hmm. something you guys are interested in Mm -hmm. so you want to go away
1: yeah so self-confidence 100% but you know what it doesn't happen overnight it really doesn't It took a lot for me to go in to that dermatologist, sit across from him and say, I am not taking that. I'm not taking that because of the side effects. I'm not taking that because of this. And you know what? He didn't argue with me. He didn't say a thing. And was he taken aback? Maybe. I'm not sure. But I said, I'm not doing it. So let's figure out what else we can do. Um, You know, and it takes a lot to get to that point because... I, I know with my eczema on my hands, it came out of nowhere and it really built over time and it got really bad where my husband was like, oh, you know, he wanted to hold my hand. I'm like, no, don't because my hands are so gross right now. Does he care? No, but I do. I was very self-conscious to the point where, you know, I had to really remind myself, like, who cares? It, you know, I'm going through this. Nobody else knows what I'm going through and I don't care what they think. But let's be honest. We care what people think, especially when you have eczema on, let's say, your um, on your knees. That could be psoriasis on your knees, or eczema behind your knees, or at the bend of your elbow. You know, it could be on your face. It, you know, let's be honest. Like we're all very self-conscious, and so although we don't and shouldn't care what other people think, we intrinsically do. So you always have to remind yourself mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning, "I am beautiful." I can't do anything about this right now. I'm going to go and I'm going to be the best person I can be today. I'm going to be the happiest person I can be today. And if someone doesn't like the way my hands look, go, go fuck them. You know, I really don't care. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't walk in my shoes. Yeah. So (laughs) it, it it, it takes a lot to get to that point and be gentle with yourself if you can't do it right away and be gentle with yourself. If you have a moment where I just don't want to go out, that's okay too, but just make sure it's a moment. It's not tomorrow and the next day. It's a brief moment. And then talk to yourself. Make yourself feel wonderful and positive. Listen to beautiful music. Have a bubble bath. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you need to do to put you in that mindset that you are an amazing person and who cares what anyone else thinks. So just before I go to... um, some of the creams that I've gone through with eczema, and you don't have to have the type I do, but you just, you know, eczema in general. Um, I went on to the nationaleczema.org um, online. They're really great. They have super awesome tips. And they were talking about TSW, which is topical steroid withdrawal. And at first, I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but it makes complete sense because I actually have that. So they're just some of the items are like a burning sensation, flaking, shedding, peeling, or spreading Trigger skin. warning, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and see, you can have wrinklings of the skin. I have that now on my hands. And I did not know that that was from, a, with you know, a TSW. I just thought, oh, my skin's healing from the inside out and it will be the way it was. It might not. I'm not sure. You could have insomnia, kind of hair loss um you know and it it impacts every facet of your life and they had pictures of people who were going through this withdrawal and my hands are nothing to compare to what some of these individuals are going through where it's covering their Mm -hmm. whole body or their face is peeling and I can only imagine how devastating that must feel for them, especially because no one knows what's going on. So it's a real thing, okay? So just remember, you've got to go through the bad to get to the better. And I've gone through almost every single cream out there. I'm sure when I walk into my, uh, <laughs> my drugstore, they're like, hell no, you're not purchasing anything else. But yeah, really. I did find some that worked for me. They're sulfate-free. And I think that's just probably a good thing to not have in products anyways, whether you have sensitivity or not to them. They do trigger a lot of allergies that most people might not be aware of. But the Body Shop, they're body butters. They're vegan and they are sulfate-free. I also am using a Vaseline. It's for problem skin. It's no fragrance, nothing. Has no sulfites in it. Really thick, creamy. I put it on at night and then put cotton gloves on. Um, Cetaphil moisturizing cream. Uh, It has almond oil. So if you're allergic to nuts, obviously this is a no-go. And essential vitamin B and and, uh, B3. There's just tons out there that you have to do your homework with but those are the ones that I find last on my skin the longest and are absorbed better and Kirsten anything that you use other than just what you were talking about for your
0: no I think just because it's on my scalp it's a little bit different but um, I know a lot of people deal with that as well it's pretty common yeah Uh, I was just gonna say like I think the biggest thing is just like figuring out what works for you and obviously eating healthy and working out is going to positively impact those things as well. Mm-hmm. So finding kind of the triggers for you. Obviously psoriasis is not a thing that is like based on allergies or things like that. It's it's hereditary. It's usually a genetic thing that you get. Um, but just being I wear taking care of your body going out in the sunlight doing things like that i do know my ex told me when he had it all over his body that uv therapy worked very well for him so that is something if you have psoriasis on your body talking to a derm or talking to your doctor about maybe that being a route that you could go down mm-hmm. that would work for
1: you but sometimes they have the, the actual <clears throat> little boxes if it's on your hands or you know on feet or something that you can rent for lack of a better word, take them home. So you don't have to drive every day to your dermatologist. Those are options that you could look at as well. And, and, but I think, I think we just want to leave you with just something super positive, knowing that you are a beautiful person inside and out. Be gentle with yourself, be forgiving, be loving towards yourself and know that today is going to be yesterday and tomorrow is going to be a whole new day. So learn from today. Is that wrong? Today
0: is going to be yesterday.
1: Oh. Yeah. Eventually today will be yesterday. It'll okay. Be yesterday. But that, okay. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> that sense. did not
0: make sense to uh, me, but it's uh, okay. Okay. We got what you mean. <laughs>
1: okay. So, Uh, yeah and then so just just look forward to tomorrow and all the positives that come with it
0: and just be thankful to be alive i mean like if you can't find anything positive if you're in debt if shit sucks just be thankful you're able-bodied able to move you are alive breathing and that there's going to be so many more sunsets sunrises better sleeps like you just got to be positive and everything is a temporary feeling you are fully in control of how you react to situations and you are absolutely amazing. And just remember, like my mom said, be patient with yourself. Enjoy the process. And we hope you have an absolutely amazing Wednesday. We'll see you next week. See you. Bye. Bye.